Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. We are back. Took a vacation, all three of us ourselves. Was able to uh, focus on that very important schoolwork, uh, but we're, we're going to be back and balancing out the lives once again. Our last episode was January 23rd, as it was the international break. Teams were with their represented countries, or if you're Edward Mendy, uh, you were winning some trophies. Uh, congratulations to Senegal, and I mean, there's that. Christian Pulisic, I think he scored a goal or two uh, with the U.S. men's national team as we were watching, uh, you know, the World Cup qualifiers here, you know, CONCACAF um, in the United States. I guess I'll send it to my co-host now. Alex and Peter are with me. My name is Josh. Uh, again, we welcome you back into the podcast. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. I'm pretty refreshed after the break, like you said, you know, excited to be here, excited to get back to Chelsea just talking about Chelsea and Chelsea as a whole because obviously they also had a bit of a break uh but like you said congrats to Mendy and Senegal for winning AFCON uh though uh I'll bring it up when we talk about the game but we do have some a minuscule goalkeeper drama a bit crazy to say that because you know Kepa's the backup but he's been playing well but uh, Alex how are you doing I'm doing well. Um, I'm excited to, you know, get back to talking Chelsea. It's been a while. The international break lasted a bit longer uh, than we all expected. And, um, well, not that we expected. It just felt like longer than it actually was. Um, but I'm, I'm doing good and I'm ready to get into it. Uh, and I'm excited. Obviously, the January transfer window, you know, came and passed. Nothing much on that end. Peter, I know Peter's bitter about it. I'm bitter about it. Uh, not not a masterclass from the uh, from Marina this time. No, it wasn't. Uh, Chelsea really not making any moves uh, at the you know the January transfer window, and it's funny how you know other clubs who like to make fun of uh, got their deals done. Not that they were great deals. I mean, Aubameyang in Barcelona is something to talk about. I mean, there, there's a there's some stuff in there. I think that. I mean, we could just completely move on from this topic. I don't know how, I don't know how upset you can be at this point, right? We're recording on Wednesday, February 9th. Uh, so it's been a little bit of time, but I guess Peter can give his little, you know, quick reactions to the transfer window of Chelsea making literally no moves. I mean, there's two sides to it. Obviously, I'm somewhat disappointed that we didn't make any moves because having to start Marcus Alonso and a I mean, cl- obviously, you wouldn't say club world. The club world cup is like the biggest tournament we have to play in. But having to play him in a game, which is one of the only trophies our club hasn't won, or that like Roman hasn't won, as P needs to complete club football, you know, all these things, and we have to start Marcus Alonso. Not ideal. We obviously were looking at bringing Emerson back from loan. We can't even get our own player back. We were looking at outside options, couldn't do anything, and then we ended up doing nothing at all. But which is obviously disappointing, but then you can look at it from the other perspective is that the whole reason we're having this problem uh, is that we bring in so many players that we don't necessarily need. Obviously, you like a replacement for Alonso because you don't want to have to start him in all these games, but buying someone new would give you more Deadwood like Alonso. Uh, so then again, maybe we don't want to panic buy, but... It's kind of I'm fifty fifty. I'm obviously disappointed because I think if we wanted to be very very serious about the season, we definitely would have brought someone in. But it's over now. It's been over a week. 
it's whatever. I was a bit disappointed. I'm still a bit disappointed, but we move. Don't say the Club World Cup isn't the most important thing because, uh, Peter, they almost lost the match today. I mean, it was close. Uh, a very narrow 1-0 victory. Yeah, and Thomas Tuchel now, with advancing onto the Club World Cup final, has reached the, the final of every competition Chelsea has entered since he took charge of the club. The UCL final, the FA Cup final, the EFL Cup final, which is coming up very soon, the Super Cup final, and now the Club World Cup final. Only 379 days to complete it, a little bit over a year. Um, and Thomas Tuchel has gotten it done. Except he wasn't here today and didn't get anything done. Uh, That's true. <laughs> hey, he was on the phone. You saw him talking and chatting on the phone. He was on the phone. In the Club World Cup semifinal. I, I, uh, a tap-in goal, to say the least, for Romelu Lukaku in the 32nd minute. Somehow finds the net, uh, uh, even though he's been off. Um, for the past few weeks, months at this point, Hakeem Ziyech had a very nice uh, shot on that. Didn't didn't reach the goal or anything, but uh, Peter and I were watching it uh, together, and there there was a nice it was a nice ball. It just didn't finish out strong. Chelsea had a, you know some good corners in this game. Uh, they they had shots on goal. Kepa made some key saves. One very good save uh, when he drove to the right side, stopping a I thought sure goal at that point to tie it at once and it just did not go in. So, you know, as much as you want to talk about how, you know, we overpaid for Kepa, which we did, uh, and he's not our starting goalkeeper. Edward Mendy didn't start today. Kepa made the start. He got it done, made some very key saves, uh, uh, you know, and we move on to, like Alex mentioned already, the Club World Cup final. And that's going to be the next match for Chelsea as their uh, weekend matchup, right? I think it was it was going to be this upcoming uh, Saturday or Sunday. I feel like it was a weekend match against Arsenal was postponed. So the next match for Chelsea is is this weekend in the Club World Cup final on Saturday. So uh, we can look forward to that. I mean, unless you guys have reactions to the game, I'm sure you do. So I can send it to you. My instant reactions, just again, Lukaku... It was a tap in gold, nothing crazy. Kepa making great saves uh, in this one. Tiago Silva making uh, a return at center back. You had Alonso starting and uh, just, just classic Alonso. He had some shots on goal here and there. Nothing that really, you know, a lot of shots blocked by um, the defense. So that that's just my instant reactions. Uh, my biggest reaction has to be, uh, like you said about Kepa, he made many, many big saves. And now the question is, who do we start in the Club World Cup final? Because obviously Mendy's now back from AFCON. He'll have more training sessions back with the team instead of with Senegal. But Kepa is arguably in some of the best form he's been in since he's been at Chelsea. And, I mean, Mendy's also in very good form. He obviously just won AFCON. He uh, he saved the penalty in the penalty shootout, which won them uh, Senegal AFCON. So he's obviously in good form too. But the question is, who do we start uh, in our next game? Because obviously we know what happens when Kepa's mental state goes a bit bad. He turns into one of the worst goalkeepers in the planet. But right now he's being, he's he, he saved us in this game. We easily could have lost this game if not for him. So the question is, if we drop him on... Uh, in our next game, will that affect his mental state and then it'll be back to being the old Kappa? Probably not as much, but with a form he's in right now, even though Mendy's also playing well and Mendy is definitely a starting goalkeeper, do we play Kepa? That's an interesting question, and that was probably the biggest takeaway from this game for me. The only other thing is, I mean, Kai Havertz played very, very well. Uh, 
he should be starting over Lukaku. Even though Lukaku got the goal, that was basically all from Havertz. Uh, Havertz made a good run, got his cross blocked, recrossed it in. The defender uh, had a very nice assist to Lukaku, but uh, I think Havertz played very well. Lukaku was okay not what you he scored the goal he scored the winning goal and i guess that's all you needed to do you need him to score the goal that wins you the game but not the greatest performance for him but overall we did what we i mean we could have played better but we got the win we're moving on to the finals keppa played well oh keppa's my man of the match but will he start on saturday in the final that's the interesting question defensively I thought we were solid there was a few missteps but their attack really wasn't good enough so we were able to recover quite quickly um in terms of the wing backs I thought Alonso played poor uh well I thought he played okay to be honest I'm not gonna say you know he's generally poor so it's not uh <laughs> it's not like in terms of his performance comparative to himself he was fine um but in general he was still poor uh, and really with Marcus Alonso, what I find really funny is he used to always, you know, we kind of used to say like, you know, going forward, he's pretty good. Um, and defensively, he's like a liability, but now like, he's not even good going forward. <laughs> he's not good going forward. And then he's not good defensively. So then what exactly is he good at? He's, you know, I don't know if you want me to be completely honest. Like I have no answer. Like you asked me, what is Marcus Alonso good at? I don't know. There was today, he whiffed on that header. Uh, I forget the striker's name, the ex-Porto striker who was on their team. Um, if he had actually controlled it properly, you know, he's the wrong goal there. And uh, all because of Alonso's mistake. And he doesn't even whip in crosses. You know, he, he, he delivers a decent ball, but he never really gets into positions to deliver them because he's just not quick enough. Um, and it's really a problem. So, I, I think Alonzo is just a huge problem on this team. I even felt like when Malang Sar came in towards the end of the game, we just seemed more comfortable, you know, it, because he, at least he offers something defensively um, that, you know, Marcus Alonzo doesn't, and Marcus Alonzo doesn't offer anything more going forward. So that's kind of how I see it. Um, I was texting Peter. I was like, you know, we should have start. We like, we have to start four at the back. Aspiet right back, left back Malang Sar. That just has to be it because Marcus Alonso is just not good enough. Aspiet right wing back, I thought was solid. Uh, and I thought the midfield controlled the game quite well. Kovacic was good. Uh, Jorginho kind of didn't really get into it. He was taken off at halftime for Conte. And uh, like you mentioned, Peter, I thought Havertz was, I thought he was pretty good. I don't think he was great, but he was decent. Uh, and Ziek definitely missed a few opportunities. And I think Lukaku played well today. Uh, Lukaku certainly looked up to par today. He got the goal. Like you mentioned, Josh, it was a tap-in, right? But he certainly looked uh, better. He seemed more involved. Uh, I know I see jokes on Twitter. Uh, he didn't seem like he was just out for cardio, as some people like to joke about on Twitter, like he was against uh, Plymouth in the FA Cup. Uh, he wasn't just r running around for the sake of getting some exercise. It looked like he was actually involved in the game. So that was uh, a good sign for sure. And we'll see if all of what uh, we said um, applies to what is placed for each of these players who played in the match today in the Chelsea player ratings uh, from Fan Nation, which, which is going to uh, come up in a little bit. I first want to go to the stats uh, starting it off. Chelsea led shots 15 to 12 shots on target. Chelsea also led 
five to three. We go to a third thing in a row, possession, uh, 54% to 46%. Chelsea won that as well as the passes, 479 to 421. Pass accuracy, 83 to 79%. Chelsea led there. Fouls, again, uh, Chelsea getting a little physical in today's match. Uh, 14 to seven in fouls, yellow cards, two to one, uh, not favoring Chelsea side, no red cards in this one, six to two in all sides. There were a few different chances. Uh, Peter, when we were watching, there was one chance. I forget who was offsides. Was it Havertz who had a good shot on goal? Uh, but he was actually offsides there. I think that was earlier in the match in the first half and then corners nine to three, uh, Chelsea led there as well. And they have a chance, you know, they, they have a shot. Um, to play, uh, what is it, Palmeres in the uh, FA, or FA Cup, what am I, what am I saying here? Palmeiras, Palm, Palm, Palmeiras, the Brazilian side. Just say the Brazilian side, we don't need to, uh, the Brazilian sure. side, Palmeiras, there we Palmeiras go. Palmeiras in the Club World Cup uh, final on Saturday, and then that's going to be 11.30 a.m. EST, and then, what is that, 4.30 p.m. Uh, in England, in the UK, so... Enjoy that one. It's going to be special. I think we'll talk. We're not going to give our lineup previews, but we could definitely talk about who can be in the lineup after we do Chelsea player ratings. If you're new or if you're coming back, uh, we use Sports Illustrated Absolute Chelsea Fan Nation site. Go through their player ratings and Alex and Peter contribute and try and guess together uh, what the player ratings are going to be. And then it's out of 11 for each uh, or out of 10 for each player. And then obviously 11 players on the pitch at once. So they see how much they get out of 11. The highest we've gotten was seven for 11. That was Alex got that twice, or it's been, it's happened twice. Once for Alex on December 26th when Chelsea played Aston Villa. And then on the 23rd of January, when I was just Peter, uh, he got seven for 11 in against Tottenham. So can you guys contribute for more than seven? We'll have to wait and see. Let's start out with Keppa in net out of 10. What did he get? Um, I'm going to say nine. Yeah, I'll agree with nine. I think he was the best player, so he deserves a nine. Both saying nine? Yes. All right. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> Keva got an eight out of ten uh, in this one, so that's going to put you guys at over one so far uh, to start the game. Not a great start, but could go up from here. In the second play, or in the second player, the second player we're going to go through the back line, starting off with Andreas Christensen. Out of ten, he got a. Six. six or seven? Yeah, it's six or I seven. Think I'd say a seven, but I think they gave him a six. S- what? <laughs> I think they gave him a six, but, but I think he think... deserves a seven. Okay. Uh, do I trust you? Should I trust you? I mean, that's completely up to you. <laughs> I'll trust you, and I'll say I'll say it's a seven. All right, let's go seven. Okay. Yeah. So we gotta trust the instincts, right? That's the way to do it. That is correct. Andreas Christensen getting a 7 out of 10. We move on to Thiago Silva and the man in the middle normally, uh, the middle center back here on defense. Out of 10, what did he get? 6, I'd say. Yeah, I think it's also 6. Yeah, I agree with that. On to a a good start, bouncing off the first loss, getting Keppa wrong. You've got Thiago Silva and Andreas Christensen right. Two in a row. Can you make it three? Finishing out this back line. Um, let's go to Antonio Rudiger. Antonio Rudiger next. What do you get out of time? I think six also. Yeah, I'd say six. I'd say the whole entire back line was pretty average, but Christian, yeah, I'd say Christensen was the best. Yeah, Christensen six. made a really good tackle in the second right. half. I think that's what's boosting him up. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. And besides that, they were all sixes. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, six, six. Six. Three in a row. Three in a row. You got Rudiger right for a six out of ten. 
Let's go to Asbeat now out of 10. Probably 6 out of 10 also. <laughs> really? I'm, I might give... I mean... That's he could true. be a 7. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking 7, but he could also be a 6. He's like a 6.5, but you know, that that's not I, a let's thing. Let's go 7. Let's go 7. I okay, 7. Yeah, if it's uh, any point five, uh, I would let you guys know that uh, ahead of time. Now, I don't... You got that one wrong, unfortunately. He was given a 6 out of 10 Asby, according to Fan Nation. Are you now 3 for 5? Alex, Peter, are you guys keeping track? Yes, yeah, 3 for 5. Okay, 3 for 5. Uh, we move on to Roginio in the midfield. What did he get out of 10? I'm going to go like 5 or 6, because he didn't really do anything. I was going to say 5. Yeah, He was kind of just there. He kind of just... Yeah, I'm going to say 5. He was taken he... off at halftime, too. Yeah, exactly. So. He got taken off at halftime, and he was kind of just there. He was just on the pitch. Yeah, 5. Come on, just be a bit more generous, guys, and give him a 6 out of 10 because that's what Absolute Chelsea did. Going a little harsh here with, for these ratings, not har- or I guess too harsh. I was going to say not harsh enough, but too harsh. Mateo Kovacic. Well, if Jorginho was a 6, then Kovacic is a 7. Or even an 8, maybe. I mean, but he Kepa's might... an 8, so he has to be a 7. But he also basically set up the goal because he won the ball back, right? Uh, before sure. getting, and that started the play. I just don't think they're going to give him an 8. I don't know. I feel like it's okay, seven. Yeah, uh, I can see he's both a seven and eight, so I'll, I'll go seven too. No, you had the. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah, I didn't even say anything yet. Okay. I was gonna say you had the streak going, and now it's a dry spell. Mateo Kovacic getting that eight that Alice didn't believe was possible. That puts you now at three for seven, and you're gonna have to get a lot right here. Marcus Alonso to finish up the midfield. What did he get out of ten? Six. Can we just guess maybe. a? Uh, can we just guess a one? Just boycott it. He doesn't it? deserve it, but I think he probably got a five. Would be my guess. <laughs> sure, I'll go a five too. I'll go. I'll go a one uh, as my emotional answer because I never want to see him play ever again. But it's probably a five. Marcus Alonso again, guys. Be more generous. Come on, six out of ten for Marcus Alonso. Oh no, 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 no! I lied. I'm reading wrong. Five out of ten. Correct. You guys yeah, got that right. Yeah. Okay, four. For Four eight. For eight. I don't know what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm reading I'm reading okay, numbers okay. wrong. I didn't scroll down. Uh there you go. Mark we get Salonzo. these last three. We got seven. Don't worry about it. All right, let's tie go. the record. Hakeem Ziesh starting up front. I'm gonna go six. Mm. What do you think? I mean, he was pretty dangerous, but he was also not like, dangerous. No product, you know. There's no execution. Yeah, exactly. He was dangerous, but he didn't actually end with anything. I think. I mean, I I'd say seven. Mm. All right, I think it's six. Okay, but I think it's seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta uh, agree on something. Uh, right. Who do we trust more? Fine, we'll go with Peter. I'll go with the seven, but if it's a six, we're never talking again. Okay, deal, Whoa. deal. I agree <laughs> with that. I'll do, I'll do that. Um, well, I mean, you guys are going to be talking a lot more because it's neither of your scores. It's actually an 8 out of 10 for <laughs> Team Zia. Okay, Zia is not the same as Kepa. No, oh no. Here's, here, and, and this true. is what happens also if you're new or if you come back. Uh, you know that if, if these ratings are so just... I don't agree with them completely. I take a look uh, at the description for what they said for each player. So here's what Akeem Zia has. And then you get to hear me absolutely frustrate myself over how i can't read uh english okay freshman's bombshell bombshell there you go international retirement uh news and a star turn against plymouth in the fa cup last weekend the wizard warned that chelsea cannot underestimate their challenges their challengers on the day he led from the front in that regard again 
radiating supreme confidence and not uh, being afraid to take some risks, lacked the same uh, decisive cutting edge he has had in previous weeks, but it wasn't for a lack of effort and pretty much everything ran through him. So that is Hakeem Ziyech. That sounds like a seven, not an eight. Well, it's an eight. Kai Havertz. Seven, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Ziyech is an eight, right? Yeah, but we can't do the base because we're basing it all off of Keppa, and then that messed us all up. So I think we're just basing it off of just randomness at this point. So you're saying you're guessing a seven. I think it's a seven. I'm but pretty if, sure it's a seven, see, But actually. if Ziyech is an eight, you know, he... He was he was as good as Ziyech, and he actually got an assist. He actually had end product, right? All right, maybe we go an eight. Uh, but it's also like I don't know if he got an eight. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because he wasn't the same as Kepa, you know. But also, if you heard what Josh was reading, it wasn't specifically about his like end product or like what actually like how it was more his like effort and stuff, which makes no sense. <laughs> okay, but... so we're giving effort points out now. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh... So with those effort points, we're ending with a what? <laughs> Let's uh, go. Uh, seven? Or seven. I, but it's an eight, you know? It's going to be an eight. Seven. I, I think it's seven. Okay, it's seven. It's not. <laughs> it's an eight out of ten. You guys are getting these eights wrong this whole time. It's an eight out of ten for Kai Havertz. Can you finish strong? Can you at least get five out of the 11? We'll have to wait and see the big man up front, Romelu Lukaku, out of ten. Guys, eight. what did he get? Eight. Okay, just even now you're basing it off of the other two. Which well, you now just said I am, not yeah. To, but you said not to do that. <laughs> well, then that didn't work either, so we have to try something. I think it's 8 out of 10. But he didn't... What did he do besides the goal? He ah, held but up it's the, the goal. goal well. Yeah, see, but it's the goal bonus points. Mm, I like your thinking. goal bonus points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's 8. Plus, uh, he put out some effort, so that also apparently gives his effort is His effort points are lower guaranteed no matter what because it's it's Lukaku, right? His, his effort is like half of the effort of other players. So, you know, don't go too high. Don't go too high on these effort points, but I'll just agree with an 8, sure, whatever. Yeah, you kind of just threw it away at this point. Uh, Romelu Lukaku gets a 6 out of 10. How did he get a 6 out of 10? He but got then, a 6? Yeah, but then Havertz and Ziyech get 8s? Eight. All right. Who wrote this? All right. Description. Got on the score sheet by virtue of a fortunate deflection, but that was the glass on another mixed bag for the Belgian. Vast swass, swaste of his performance was painful viewing once again. Prone to straying offside, taking up uh, poor pa- uh, poor positions, and the less said about his dribbles, the better. Still, he was brought in for a record transfer fee to score goals, and that is exactly what he finally did after a long drought. And his hold-up play was perfect, uh, perfectly, excuse me, serviceable uh, on balance. It really is time to kick on from this. A final on the world stage represents the perfect opportunity to do so. So, there you go. Alex, that is a 4 out of 11. 4 for 11. 5 for 11. I don't want to talk about it. 4, 5. 4, right? 4. 4 for 11. And let's go into the preview uh, for Chelsea's final on Saturday. I I just want to say... Uh, I think Chelsea will win this match. I think it's going to be a 2-1 victory. I'm going straight to the score prediction. I think Romelu Lukaku will once again start up front as he got a goal in this match. I hope Ziyech does as well. Although I'd like to see like maybe a Timo Werner start somewhere, sometime. I mean, the guy's been on the bench, I feel like, 
recently in the past few Chelsea matches, although I could very well be wrong. That's just what I, I don't know, that's what comes to mind when I think of him. And then Alonso starts again because, you know, there's nothing else we can do. Kovacic will just be normal Kovacic and play uh, pretty well. And we haven't seen this Jorginho of last year, the, uh, you know, Ballon d'Or almost player, uh, <laughs> the Ballon d'Or-esque player. It's just, he, I haven't seen him yet this season. I'm waiting for him to come out and it's not happening. So, yeah, I, you know, I think Kovacic solid in midfield with Romelu Lukaku starting up front. And uh, Lonzo once again on our on our left wing back at, at the left wing back position. I'll just say, I think Alonzo unfortunately will start again just because I don't think we'll switch to a back four without Tuchel there to coach. Unless he does get back in time, then maybe we will do a back four. But I think Alonzo will unfortunately start. SP will start at wing back on the other side. Uh, I'll do my bold prediction and say that Keppa actually ends up starting over Mendy, despite Mendy being ready to play, just Keppa being in good form. I think he'll start there, and I think Lukaku will start again, even though I would probably prefer uh, Havertz. I would also like to see maybe like Havertz, Werner, Ziyech. That could be interesting, but I think Lukaku will start, Alonso will start, Aspi will start, and Keppa will start. Those is, and Kovacic will play well, because Kovacic is very good, and he is a must-start. I think Chelsea wins 2-0. Uh, I think I think Kepa starts. I, I do think Kepa starts again just to finish out the Club World Cup. And I think Lukaku bags himself another goal and maybe a Mason Mount goal because I think he probably will start in the final. That's just like a feeling I have. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And we're probably going to have to watch Alonso again, similar to paint drying. So um, that's about it for... <laughs> <laughs> for the club world cup final yeah to finish that point and knock it down i'm gonna say keppa starts as well i think we're all in agreement there uh the club world cup final having keppa in net it doesn't scare me as much as it would uh if this was last season or two seasons ago um you know keppa's been real solid for chelsea since he's been starting uh honestly these past two seasons maybe in the beginning of last season you can kind of like get me away from starting keppa but honestly the second half stretch of last year and and this season so far uh, has been good for for Keppa. So just a few plugs before we wrap up here. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can give us a five stars rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And now I just uh, I found out a few days ago that on Spotify you can also give us a five stars rating. But yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, do those two things. Uh, you can give us a rating and review. And then on shipitstudios.com slash talking blues, that is shipitstudios.com slash talking blues. On there, you can find out all the places where you can listen to the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at talking blues pod. Alex is on Twitter at anorian23. I'm on Twitter at joshjola29. And with that, we thank you so much for listening, and we will see you uh, sometime uh, when our next episode will be probably, I, I assume, sometime this weekend after the Club World Cup final. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. For my co-hosts, Alex and Peter, I'm Josh, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Let's go Blues. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. 
And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.